Planet Parsons Show 248 on January the 20th, 2016. Prepare your body and mind for a bumpy ride as we break new boundaries and go where no man or woman has been allowed before. We go beyond the final frontier into the light and dark corners of Planet Good morning. How are you? I'm saying good morning. You could be listening to this at any time of day. Um, it is Lynn Parsons and wishing you a belated Happy New Year, 20th of January. And um, I've been quite busy and I apologise for not having been in touch sooner. Uh, let me just describe the chalet this morning, if I can. There is actually um, proper air coming out of my mouth. It's so cold. You know, you can see the air. Uh, and walking down the crisp garden to get here. If you didn't know, I record these podcasts in the chalet at the bottom of the garden. It all started uh, several years ago when my friend convinced me that uh, we should be doing some podcasting. And uh, we did some chalet shows, of which there are many. And, um, I, you know, I haven't heard one recently, but often I bump into people who say, oh, I've heard the chalet show because it's all still up there on the website. Um, and it's a bit of a giggle. Um, we th- we like to think it was a comedy. <laughs> but this is just a, a, a plain kind of um, me looking at the world uh, from the light and dark corners that uh, suddenly hit me uh, with the torch of the world. And... Um, Do you know, since we last spoke, which was the 12th of December, a shocking, I mean, really shocking. This was meant to be a daily podcast. Um, A lot has happened. A lot has happened uh, worldwide. And, you know, I thought this will probably go on forever if I shared with you what I wanted to share in its entirety. So I've just uh, picked a few moments. Now, I do not want you to think this is going to be sad. It isn't sad. um, But uh, we want to start um, in my head. (laughs) With Natalie Cole. Now, I'm not laughing. Um, I was really, really shocked. Saw a documentary a week before she died about her relationship with her father and her growing up. Um, And then to hear she'd passed away at such a young age uh, was a huge shock. And whenever something like that happens, we all have our memories of music and when we've seen someone. And uh, many years ago, I got a call when I was working in central London uh, for the BBC saying, uh, we have a bit of a situation. What are you doing later on today? And like you would, especially when you haven't got a a family uh, to look after, I said, well, what do you need me to do? And they said, well, Natalie Cole's coming into town. Her concerts have sold out. So she's going to do a very small concert, a very intimate concert at the Langham Hilton in the ballroom there. Uh, There will be uh, chandeliers and um, it'll be a lovely affair, but there'll probably only be about 50 people in the audience. And it'll be uh, quite big celebrity names that are watching. It'll also be... um, friends of hers and what we'd like you to do is come and introduce her on stage and I thought well that's fine and they said yes but because it's in the ballroom and because it's quite a posh affair could you wear full evening dress Um, so I went all the way I got my lovely long black dress out my gloves that uh, the evening gloves that come up above the elbow I had a tiara I had my hair done so think breakfast at Tiffany's but I'm a little bit rounder than Oh, do you know what? My mind's gone for a second because it is cold. You know, it is really, really cold down here. Uh, uh, Audrey Hepburn. I'm a little bit rounder than Audrey Hepburn. It is so 
cold down here in the chalet. I'm now looking at a sausage sandwich that that is slightly steaming and I'm holding a hot water bottle. And I know <laughs> this is almost like a commercial break, isn't it? Let's go back to that story. Um, so I turned up and uh, I met Natalie backstage. I was absolutely uh, taken back by quite how beautiful she was, how much like her father she looked and how friendly she was. So we had worked out, the team and I, um, exactly what I would say in terms of uh, talking about her back catalogue and introducing her on stage. Um, What we hadn't worked out, because the audience already had arrived, was an exit from the stage after I'd done this. So I went to the front of the stage and the orchestra were all set up and it was all very exciting and there was a kind of real, you know, buzz in the air. Uh, And I did my introduction and I think I did it quite well. And then I introduced Natalie Cole on stage. And of course, she then came on stage. But there was nowhere for me to go. There was absolutely nowhere for me to go. So even the chairs out front were uh, shaped in a circle, which meant there was there was no way out. So I actually just sat down in my regalia, including Tiara, at Natalie's feet for an hour and a half while she performed. Uh, it is something I will never, ever forget. And I just wanted to share that with you because these things, you know, they kind of get lost somewhere there in your mind and then something like that will happen and it comes flying back. So we got into the new year and I mean, I've missed lots of bits now because we just, well, you haven't got enough time and I haven't got enough time. Um, but we started the new year and... Uh, I turned the radio on. I had a very strange dream. Turned the radio on, and the last story on the news was that the news was coming in that David Bowie had passed away. Um, I didn't quite expect. Well, I definitely didn't expect to hear that news. Uh, I cannot account really for the reaction uh, within myself. I just sobbed and sobbed instantly, like a baby, for the entire day. Um, First to pick up on this were BBC Six Music, who were uh, taking um, texts and tweets um, from people reacting to the news and playing album tracks and talking about David Bowie. And then uh, lots of other radio stations kind of followed suit. But when I did the school run, there were tears streaming down my face. And what made matters worse was my youngest said to me, I'm so sorry you're so upset, Mum. Of course, didn't David Bowie do... The Laughing Gnome. And then I cried even more. And he said, why are you crying? And I said, well, that's the only one I've ever played you. That's the one you know David Bowie for. So now I've got to get all the albums out and uh, get them up to date with all those songs. Um, There were some incredible tributes. And um, I think you don't realise until you hear a piece of news like that what um, slice of your life um, they have filled, literally. A big bit of apple pie inside me. Uh, full of David Bowie, the influence of David Bowie anyway, and maybe you as well. So I thought, you know, I must do a podcast about this. I'll leave it a couple of days so I'm not so emotional and I don't blub. And then three days later, the news comes in that Alan Rickman has passed away at the same age, 69. And that really got me as well. I mean, just what an incredible actor. What a heavenly voice. And between you and me, I'd watched the Harry Potter films. We'd had a Harry Potter-thon just before Christmas in our house. And I actually had a thing about Snape. Of course, he played Snape in the Harry Potter films. I know that he's done, (laughs) 
he's performed a hundred million parts that were extraordinary. Um, but that really affected me because I'd read the books and my children loved it as well. Um, and Alan Rickman with dark hair and that fabulous voice. Oh, and if you know the whole story in the end, you, you'll know that actually he wasn't the person we thought he was. But I'm not going to give it away in case you haven't read or seen the films. Um, so I thought, well, I'll give it another couple of days. And then yesterday, Glenn Fry passed away. Now, I'm laughing, but only because this is happening en masse. And I thought I would better do a podcast before something else happens. Um, so sharing that with you on um, a lighter note, if I may, um, and, and not really making light of the fact that we've lost a four amazing people uh, in the music acting um, world. Uh, I saw uh, a television show last night, and if you're listening in the States or Australia, you may not get this, or maybe you do, which is called Duck Quacks Don't Echo, which I guess is a fact. They've obviously proved that. But each week they get three celebrities to come in with a fact, and then they try it out, a scientific trying out. Um, and usually it's it's quite good scientific. This made me roar with laughter, and I thought it might make you laugh as well. Um, so the celebrity said, ah, well, apparently red-haired people have a much higher pain threshold. And then they proceeded to prove this. So they took a large group of people with blonde, uh, naturally blonde and naturally brunette hair and a large group of naturally red-headed people. And they did three tests on them. One was that they put pads on them and delivered electric shocks. I've just sat there with my mouth open thinking... They can't do this in the name of entertainment, can they? Anyway, they did. Uh, and the redheads come out on top. Then there was the temperature. Now, I think that this was the, the scariest one. So an open air pool, freezing, freezing pool, almost ice on top. Everyone gets in the water. The redheads stay in there longer. And then the final one, which also made me... Well, by then I was not just shocked, but I was laughing out loud. Uh, they tested... Um, everyone quite close to those things that fire tennis balls out at high velocity and and had them face uh, away from it so that the tennis balls were hitting their backs and they were hitting their backs quite powerfully uh, this is probably if you're in the uk uh, on um an iPlayer or available to watch again anyway and actually we did rewind it and uh, showed my son my elder son when he came in a little bit later at night and we all went can they do that? And they did. So it made a smile. So sort of leaving with a smile. And I'm sorry it was all about dead people today. Um, but I hope that your world is full of sunshine and not so cold. Um, if your world is very cold, do let me know. Lynn at lynnparsons.net. And I will send you a sausage sandwich and a hot water bottle. Uh, but until we speak again, and let's hope um, it's not too far away. <laughs> As I say, a belated Happy New Year. Um, and uh, do feel free sh to share. Uh, you can share lynn at lynnparsons.net and you can tweet me at lynnparsonsuk. Lynn Parsons. When she's good, she's great. But when she's bad, she's better.